Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to a special edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody, joined by future SMU offensive lineman, current Miami offensive lineman who's transferring to SMU this summer, Ja'Kai Clark. Ja'Kai, thanks for joining us today, man. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing well. No complaints here. Um, Hopefully get some warm weather here. Uh, like you have down in Miami soon, but um, that'll come, uh, I'm sure, in the coming weeks. Uh, for you, I mean, right now, what what are your what's your day to day like? I mean, you're 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 working towards that degree. You're gonna graduate here in May. What what's what's your day to day like right now? Uh, it's it's a lot more relaxed than it was when I was with the team, obviously. But um, it's it's you know, wake up in the morning, try to get a a workout in, and then um. You know, usually I have class every day around 12, so I go to class, uh, set a little time, about two-hour period to do some homework. Uh, every other day I'll go and do some some O-line work on the field. Um, but, I mean, like I said, it's pretty relaxing, especially now that all my recruiting is over. A uh, lot, lot more free time. And, you know, let's kind of go back. I want to start towards the beginning of your career. You played at Grayson, which for a lot of SMU fans being in Texas might not know, but one of the best high school programs at producing talent. I mean, your class that came through there. I mean, you have guys in there that are already in the league. Uh, You know, Wanya Morris, you've got all sorts of talent that you played with. How much did that experience at Grayson really prepare you for the next level to play the Power Five level and come in and, and start right away? Uh, it definitely prepared me a lot because, like you said, uh, 
not only Grayson, but the entire county of Gwinnett and uh, Georgia is, is a big producer, produces a lot of talent. Um, so every week I was going against, you know, it's high school. It's, you're not always going against a, a power five guy or a future NFL guy. But, you know, I, I got some good competition while I was in high school. I got to go against guys that were going power five along with playing alongside guys that were going power five. So I knew how to work. I knew what it took to get to that level. So um, it, it definitely prepared me for for me getting to Miami and prepared me to be able to play early. And when you went through your recruitment, uh, you end up at Miami. What was that process like? And, and how different was it this time around for you when you approached like recruiting and kind of your priorities and, and all those things? Uh, so my, my recruitment in high school was a little wild. It was, uh, <laughs> I, I was originally committed to Auburn and then, uh, some stuff happened there. So I ended up, uh, not being committed to Auburn anymore, uh, ended up committing to Illinois. And then a, mile, a month later, uh, two weeks or three weeks before signing day, Miami had called me. Uh, and at that time it was kind of like a, a no-brainer like Miami was the best offer I felt like I had um, and, it, and I ended up going to Miami but this time around uh, it seemed it was a lot easier because it was a lot shorter so I kind of knew okay which schools were serious and which ones weren't almost right away so uh, it was easy to kind of break down and focus on certain schools um, and then I don't know it, like the the being familiar with the program and the coaches and the players on some of the players on SMU's team, uh, it, it just seemed like another no-brainer to me. I, like I, it was an opportunity that I felt like I couldn't pass up. And, you know, to go back a little bit, you got to Miami. Coach Justice gets hired after you're there uh, for, for one season. What was that transition like when he came into the program and, and, and how – I mean, obviously, you're going to reunite with him at SMU. What does that say about him, and how did your guys' relationship just start off and, and get built? Uh, you know, I, I loved Coach Justice when he first got there uh, because we we kind of went from uh, uh, our former coach before Coach Justice got there. He was more of like an NFL-type guy. Um, wasn't really for college. He's still in it. He went back to the NFL after this. So, um, But – when Coach Justice came in, he kind of – he was a former player, former college player. He knew what we were going with. He was a little bit younger, so it was easier to relate with him. Yeah, uh, he was more understanding, and he was willing to learn. So, uh, like, it wasn't like if he made a mistake, it, it, he just ignored it. He was he would change it or fix it and, and move on. So, I mean, it's just great moving – or playing for a coach like that um, to where you know – if you make a mistake, he's going to work with you and fix you and, and help you get better. And it's the same thing with him. If he makes a mistake, he wants you to to help him and, and, and get him get him better. He wants to be the best coach that he can be. And to build off that, I mean, obviously there was change overall. When, when Coach Justice came in, that's when Rhett Lashley came in. That's when uh, just a bunch of coaching changes happened up there. What – what was the relationship building like with, with Coach Lashley? I mean, and some of the other guys that were on staff um, with that group and, and how much of an impact did that have that all of these guys are now at SMU? Uh, it, it had a great impact on me because, you know, that that coaching staff was 
in my opinion, my my best years in college. It was uh, when I was the happiest. I had the most fun coming into the building. So, I mean, it was obviously Coach Justice has something to do with that. Coach Lashley has something to do with that. But it was the entire staff, really. Just like the energy that all those guys bring into the building is it, it makes you excited to play. Uh, so, um, like, and even when I took my visit and seeing all of them again, as soon as I saw them, it just put a smile on my face because, like I said, that's the energy that they bring. And what kind of energy is that? Because we saw them take over SMUs, an interesting situation that they walked into. They're able to keep a lot of the roster intact. And then they come through this season. They they have some growing pains out of the gate. Then they finish down the stretch. What is their energy like when you're a player? And, and how do they get kind of that 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 energy out of you guys, I guess, and, and try to, you know, make you be your best on, on game day especially? Uh, they just – embrace enjoying the game embrace having fun and and you know nothing is is so serious to where you can't enjoy doing it so i mean they they take the game serious and and obviously they coach us up when it's time to play it's it's, it's time to play and then when it's time to work it's time to work but they they bring an aspect of fun and enjoyment and and like i said just energy to practice to workouts to everything so um like, like that's that's the, that's the type of coach you want to play for a coach that's going to make you play better but get the best out of you and when they brought you in for your visit as a transfer what was it like i mean take us through you know how they toured you around what what were the meetings with them like what was their plan that they talked about um for you and with you on the visit uh, you know, I, the first night, uh, we didn't really do much, got to have dinner, got to see a lot of my former teammates, uh, at dinner and, and, you know, reunite with them, got to chat up with them. But, uh, the next night, you know, they took us around campus and showed us all the class buildings. Um, just, it's a really beautiful campus also. So, um, that was also something that made me want to go there. Um, but you know, the, plan, I guess the plan that they had for me was just to come in and pretty much the same plan that at any other school, no spots going to be given to me, come in, work for it, uh, compete in, in fall camp, compete during this workouts in the summer and um, just kind of see where you end up. You know, you may be a starter, you may be a, a rotational guy, you could be a right guard, left guard center. So there's no, it's not really any plan. It's just the plan is really just to come in and work. And what was it like at dinner on Friday night, reuniting with you know, so many of your teammates and being able to, you know, get back with them and 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 just talk to them, you know, right off the bat and just be back with them? Uh, it was it was, um, it was it was good. It was it was fun chatting or like I said, talking to them and uh, getting to laugh with them again, just being around them again. Uh, those were guys in the locker room that meant a lot to our locker room in Miami. Uh, a lot, most, really all of them are energy guys. So they bring a lot of energy to the locker room. Uh, so like I said, just getting to see those guys again, it was fun. And I do want to get to obviously what you're going to bring to the table, but let's kind of do a little rapid fire on your for former and soon to be uh, teammates again. Um, let's start on the offensive side of the ball. You know, Jalen Knighton, you blocked for him. What's, what's Rooster like, you know, both on and off the field? What's your scouting report? He's Rooster's a, a fierce competitor. Uh, he likes to compete in everything that he does. So 
Uh, that's the thing that I love about him. He's never going to back down from a challenge. You know, he's not the the biggest guy in the in the room, but he's he's not afraid to lower his shoulder and run a guy over. But obviously, he has and the thing he's probably most known for is his speed. Uh, he's always been the fastest, if not one of the fastest guys on the field whenever he's on the field. So uh, he, at any moment, can can break a run and, and take it to the house. Uh, and then Keyshawn Smith, an explosive wide out um, from what I've seen. What what do you see um, running after him down the field as he, you know, takes one? The, the thing with Keyshawn is just his his crazy athleticism. Um, he's obviously has a good frame, but he's he's a freak athlete. Like the dude can jump out of the gym. He's fast. He has good hands. He's like an all-around receiver. So um, it, it's always exciting when you're blocking and you see the ball go into the air and, and you see Keyshawn go up and make a play. Um, and he's always been a playmaker. So he's going to do the same thing at SMU. Um, and then, of course, you've got Jordan Miller, somebody who I think you're very familiar with on uh, that side of the ball. You've probably had plenty of battles with him. What What's that like? Who Who owns the all-time record uh, <laughs> yes, in one-on-ones? <laughs> uh, I, I would say... I would say it's probably tied. I know nobody wants to hear that, but it's probably tied between me and Jay Milley. Uh, it's, it's always a good battle, though. Uh, you know, he's... I've seen Jay Milley over the years. I remember when I first got to Miami, he was more of a power guy, and he still is more of a power guy, but he's developed into being able to do multiple things, and uh, he's you know shed some weight and, and become a lot quicker. So um, he's, like I said, he's still a power guy. He's still strong. He's, I don't know. He was always one of the strongest guys on the team. Um, he's just, he's like I said, it's, it's always a fun battle, though. He's another fierce competitor. He likes to compete also. And then Elijah Roberts is a little bit more on the edge, but but what have you seen from him over the course of his career? Yeah, Elijah's by far, in my opinion, uh, his, I've always felt like Elijah's had the best hands on the D-line that I've seen in my times uh, at Miami. And uh, he's always bounced around from D-end to D-tackle. But um, no matter where he's at, been at, he's always been able to create havoc. Um, he's, a, he's a big tackle or uh tackle for loss guy he's able to get off of blocks very easily he's kind of more of a finesse guy um so he's i don't know his 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 i guess motor is what helps him win most of the time he's always he's not stop working to try to get off the block and then uh, shortly before you jumped on board uh, smu did get a commitment from Romello Brinson, he's on campus now. What what was it like, uh, you know, obviously seeing him now jump in the fray? And and what what did you see from him um, as kind of the younger, I think the youngest guy in, out of the group? Yeah, Melo, yeah, I think he is the youngest guy. But he's uh, he's always been a guy with a lot of potential. And you can obviously look at his his frame as well. He has crazy long arms and, and uh, big hands. So he's always had a lot of potential. And he's... I don't know if you get, ever saw that catch that he had against, uh, I think that was Central Connecticut. Um, but, yeah, the, he, he's another guy that has a lot of talent, a lot of uh, athleticism, a lot of ability. So uh, I think now he's finally going to get a chance to an opportunity to put that on the field for everybody to see and not just the guys in practice. So it's going to be exciting to watch him. And then, you know, we, we sit back and, 
see all of these Miami guys coming to SMU, the U to SMU. Uh, what what was the recruiting process from their angle of it? Were they saying, hey, come on, join the movement, let's go, let's make this official? I mean, what was the press like from them? Yeah, the, uh, they definitely were repressing me. A couple of the guys were uh, definitely wanted me to jump on board with them. Um, but, you know, it was never any – it really wasn't any type of pressure. It was just kind of like, bro, like, you know we're here for you. Uh, you know we want, we want you here, but uh, – you know, you got to make the best decision for you. Um, and like I said, it, it was never really any type of pressure. It was more of like, we want to play with you again, uh, that type of thing. So that, That's got to be a cool feeling. I mean, just to have that type of not pressure, like you said, but but be wanted by, you know, your former teammates who, you know, have a chance to reunite with you. I mean, that's got to make it special. As you guys come into SMU and obviously – you'll arrive this summer. What have you picked up from them? Anything about just kind of adjusting and maybe some, some ways that when you do get there this summer, you'll be able to kind of pick up maybe just a little quicker because they've already gone through that experience. Well, I'm sorry, you saying like in workouts or like playbook or. Yeah. Workouts, playbook, um, how, how the staff does things. I know you guys are familiar with the staff, but it is just, you know, a different uh, environment at SMU. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm not really talking to the players as much. Uh, and before this dead period, uh, I was talking with the coaches a lot about, uh, you know, things that they do different now. Uh, but a lot of the things that they do, uh, they, as far as what I talked to when I was uh, – or what I heard when I was on my visit, it's pretty much a lot of the things are the same as uh, they were in Miami, just uh, in terms of, like, the process and – now, the way they do practice or the way they do workouts are obviously going to be different. But, you know, I think they're still a morning uh, scheduled team. So it's not really that much of a uh, transfer over to what they're doing now from what I did at Miami. Um, let's talk about what you did at Miami. I mean, 39 career starts in 42 games. Did you... When did you know that you were going to step right in as a true freshman and play right away? I mean, did you did you get the inkling that, man, I'm starting to move up the depth chart here? I'm starting to make some noise? Or um, did it kind of catch you by surprise, you know, I guess, that, that year? Yeah, that, no, it definitely caught me by surprise. Uh, I told, I've told everybody uh, that I never expected to play as a freshman. Like, I didn't come in. My goal when I first got to Miami was to come in, and I just wanted to travel. Uh, so I just I just wanted to be in the too deep so I could go to the away games and see different stadiums and enjoy the, the college environment. Um, but, you know, we go through fall camp. I think I was the second string. I was the second string center through fall camp. Um, and even through that, our first game against Florida week one, uh, I didn't play that game. Uh, and then we ended up having a bye week after that, and then that's when Coach told me that I was going to be starting at right guard the next week. And, you know, at that time, I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, I, you know, I, was, I wasn't really thinking about playing, so I wasn't <laughs> taking things way too seriously. So when he told me that, I was like, oh, man, okay. Now nah, I'm trying to scramble and, and get myself mentally ready for it to play. And I remember it, it's funny looking back. I remember telling coach uh, that I didn't feel like I was ready to play. I think it was on a Wednesday. I told him I was like, coach, I just I don't think I'm ready to play. Like I'm not 
I'm just not ready for this. And he told me that I was thinking like a freshman, um, you know, and I ended up playing. I think that was one of the best games I had that entire season. Um, yeah. And to obviously get, get that kind of encouragement. I mean, how much did that carry you throughout the season? I'm sure there were some ups some downs of it. Um, but for him to say, quit thinking like a freshman, did that kind of, I guess, snap you into that mindset of, oh, wow, okay, I've earned this. I am a starter and I got to take advantage. Yeah, because uh, I think him telling me that uh, gave me the confidence that I, you know, I was still went into that first game scared out of my mind. But, uh, you know, it gave me after that and after I, I seen that, I, you know, I can compete with these guys. I think it gave me the confidence to continue to play throughout the rest of the year. Um, you know, without him ever telling me that I was thinking like a freshman um, and trying to change my mindset a little bit, I don't know if I would have made it through the rest of the year, uh, starting at least. Um, and then Coach Justice comes in. And is this the year I believe that maybe you started at right guard or did you start center and then go to right guard in 2021? So it went 2020, 2021. Yeah, so I was 2019, I was right guard. 2020, I was left guard. 2021, I was center. Okay, so you flip sides in 2020. Obviously, mm -hmm. that season was incredibly difficult for everybody to just go through and manage. I mean, what do you recall from that, especially with a new position coach and having to get to know him during COVID? Yeah, I mean, it, it was tough because, you know, we he had got there um, – like you said, that was the beginning of COVID and everything. So we only got a couple of months with each other before everything shut down. Um, and now we're doing stuff over Zoom and guys are having to go outside and film themselves doing drills and send it over to coach. And now we're, it, it was just, it was a lot. It was hard to really get to know him and get to know how he coaches and all that other stuff, especially since they first got there or they just got there. Um, but, you know, they handled everything great. Um, Obviously, when we had an opportunity to come back and really get to know each other, they kind of slowed everything down and we're like, all right, let's take the time now to sit down, get to know who we are and, uh, you know, get to really hang out with each other. So um, it, it turned out being pretty good. And I think we had a decent season that year, too. Um, we just wish we went to win a bowl game. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was a pretty good year. It was interesting. Yeah, I I would imagine so. What did he do anything in particular, Coach Justice or Coach Lashley? Any of those guys that really stood out, like as you guys were going through COVID and trying to navigate a season like that? Um, it, I I can't think of anything specific that he did. Uh, I just like I said before, he's always been the type of coach that was. Uh, you know, open-minded, always willing to to learn and adjust. So, um, you know, he I'd never seen him really get too frustrated over everything that we were doing. He was always, you know, he's always a – Coach Justice is always in good spirits. He's always joking, laughing, smiling. So, um, like, he never really got down about it. I just, I just that's the, the thing that he did well was just always kept us positive, kept himself positive. He never really got down about it or started complaining about it really. Um, and then you, you take back over, take over the center position in, in 20, um, 2021. Um, and then you stayed there this past season as well. What did you learn from playing guard to that you then 
took to center and how were you able to you know hold that down for the last two years yeah uh i think the biggest thing that i learned has absolutely nothing to do with actual physical ability it's the power of communication uh i realized how important it is for a center to make calls and make sure that everybody on the line hears those calls uh because you know your call affects everybody else's so in a lot of in a lot of offenses the guards and the tackles can't make their call until the center makes their call so just communication is very important when it comes to the center position so that i guess that's the um thing that like when i took over playing center uh in 2021 i remember telling people uh, you know i might not be the biggest guy or the strongest guy or the fastest guy but you know we're, we're going to communicate uh that's one thing we're going to do we're all going to be on the same page because if that's that's half the battle right there if we all know what we're doing it's a lot easier to to win the, your one-on-one and how do you build that type of communication? Because it's got to be a, a work in progress throughout the spring and fall camp and even take what you what happens in games and try to fix and tweak and do all those things. How do you how do you kind of take that leadership of the center position and talking through things and, and over communicating or, or however your style is? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I try not to. I guess throw myself in there, I kind of try to ease my way and get to know everybody one on one. Uh, I, I try not to force anything. Um, you know, whenever I get a chance, hang out with a guy, get to know somebody. But I think it all comes down to to trust. Um, if the guys around you know that you're able to or know that you know what you're doing, um, you know you're, what you're talking about, you're not just saying stuff just to say it, um, eventually they'll end up knowing what you're going to say before you even say it. So, um, you know, it, it, it's just – a lot of being around each other and and making the right calls and just knowing what you're talking about, really. And now that you'll be walking into a new room, you have one one year remaining. What did they share with you as far as kind of what the outlook is? As far as you know, you mentioned already. Not, you know, you got to come in and earn everything. But did they have they talked about guard? Have they talked about center? What's kind of the the plan now that you're you're coming to SMU and and looking to you know, obviously cement yourself in that, in that lineup in the, in the final year. Yeah. Uh, I think as far as what they've told me, it's been, uh, wherever I fit best, um, you know, they're going to shuffle some guys around throughout summer and throughout fall cap, um, and throughout spring and see who plays best where. Um, and then, you know, that I think there's a couple guys who might've gotten hurt, uh, who, they expect to be back before the season. Uh, so it's, I think it's all going to come down to really fall camp as to where I play or, you know, where, where I'm at um, throughout fall camp. And, you know, what is, you know, kind of the, the focus like for you when you, when you come in, like, what are the things that you're going to prioritize right away? Obviously you'll be thrown in to the mix and workouts. You'll be thrown into some meetings. How are you uh, going to kind of, you know, set your i guess what's bet what's the best way for you to be successful coming into a situation like this what do you think uh just i i mean the way i feel is just come in and read the room i guess just see how guys uh how guys are around each other and you know i mean i'm gonna come in and be myself but uh you know if if things are done a certain way i'm gonna you know go along with that so uh 
I'm gonna come in and just try to get to know everybody really just uh show everybody that I'm willing to work I'm not really here just uh you know for a free handout I, I want to work for it um you know I, I I don't know I don't want people to look at the fact that I, I've started this many games as uh you know I think that I'm going to come in and start right away um you know I want to show the guys that I'm working that I'm willing to work and I am going to work so I think that's what the summer is for for me what what are the strengths uh for you in your game like where do you where do you feel like you're going to help this team the most and whether it be you know you, you love run blocking you really think you excel at pass protection what what's what what are the pieces of your game that really stand out to you when you self-scout uh I'll say probably excluding last year, uh, my pass blocking. Um, you know, I had a pretty good pass blocking uh, grade for all my other years of, of playing. Um, so my pass blocking is probably the best part of my game. But I would say not physically, uh, but mentally, I think my knowledge of the game is probably what helps me the best. Uh, I've been playing football since I was five, and I really played – center since I was five, um, but with the exception of the couple of years I was at Miami. Um, so it's just being familiar with how the center position works and have, having played it so long, it really helps me uh, with my feel of the game and just reacting to things that are going on on the field. And, and you come into a situation where SMU has high expectations. They went to a bowl in the first year under Coach Lashley. I mean, how do you try to, you know, be a piece that that brings it to the next level? I mean, is that something you guys, you know, maybe the, guy, the Miami guys are already talking about? Hey, we're, let's let's keep this thing rolling. Let's let's, you know, get here and let's ball out and 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 make it a, a huge twenty twenty three season. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's mindset right now is that we're expecting to have a really good year this year, um, and then we want. I don't know. We we just. It is exciting just talking with the the guys at Miami, just the the mindset of everybody else on the team, uh, just how everybody's pumped up for the season. And then, like I said, everybody is expecting to have a, a great year this year. Um, we should win a lot of games. I'll say that. <laughs> um, anything in particular you're most excited about when it comes to getting to SMU and, um, you know, being in Dallas and things like that? Uh. I guess just it's not, it really has nothing to do with SMU itself. Just getting a, a, a breath of fresh air, I guess. Uh, just want to, to get a fresh start, reset my mind, clear my mind, and uh, basically start all over. Um, I guess that's what I'm looking forward to most. Is it nice to have you know these few months? Yeah, I mean you're working out and you're getting in, you know, continuing to stay in shape for you know when you get to summer workouts, but is it nice after you know all the games that you've played to know that all right, I don't have spring practice coming up here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, little reset. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's definitely my body definitely appreciates it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's it is I, I do miss it. Obviously, I would I want to be on the field right now, um, but my like I said, it's not hurting my body in any way uh my body definitely especially after last year i felt kind of beat up uh so my body definitely needed a little bit of a break well cool well i look i, I feel like we can go on for 
a while longer, but you've, you've been great. You've been awesome with your time and, and I really, really appreciate it. I'm excited. You're the first one to get on the podcast this off season. We can hopefully get the rest of the Miami crew on here and talk and maybe we can do a, uh, I don't know what it would be. You know, I know the red zone has like the quad box or whatever, but I don't know how many of you guys we could fit on here. We can do a little round table or something, but <laughs> fun at some point. Yeah. I, can, I mean, I can talk to them about it. See if, it, if they'll do it. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Jakai, and best of luck. Enjoy graduating uh, with your degree here in May, and uh, we'll see you on the Hilltop uh, this summer. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Jakai Clark joining us on the On the Pony Express podcast. Appreciate you guys listening. Hit that subscribe button for us, and we will catch you next time. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend, and uh, thanks to Jakai Clark again uh, for joining us on this edition. Have a good one, everyone. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older in present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.